Episode 101 of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. It's the episode all about living your passion in which I interview Eugene Tan from Aquabumps. Plus, I share some great news that just happened to me and can happen to you too. Plus, I answer a listener question all about how to build a brand without spending a fortune. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Tim Reid. G'day, everyone, and welcome back to episode 101, that's 101, of Australia's number one ranking small business marketing show. I'm your host, Timbo Reid, and it is an absolute pleasure to have you, yes, you, the motivated small business owner along for what promises to be another episode full of marketing gold brought to you by the very good folk at netregistry.com.au. And also I welcome everyone from the Flying Solo community as well. Now, uh, 101 guys, 101. I don't know if you've read the book 1984 by George Orwell, but room 101 was the room where your worst fear became a reality. Uh, it's always stuck in my mind, that book. Don't know why. Great book. Um, probably a marketing lesson or two in there as well. But um, I always thought that if I was sent into room 101 and I'm giving away, here we go, my greatest fear, guys, being tied down and tickled. That would be my fear when I walked into room 101. Uh, anyway, enough of that. Don't know why I shared with you, only because 101 seems to be a relevant number in my mind. Hey, um, big episode today. Want to share with you something fantastic that just happened to me. Uh, just hung up the phone, the phone, and but just before I hit the record button for this episode, um, want to answer a listener question about building awareness. And I have a fantastic guest for you who is living the dream, living the, the La Vida Loca, as I think Ricky Martin sang many years ago. So let's talk about uh, what just happened to me. Um, I got a phone call last week from a speakers bureau, an agent at a speakers bureau, wanting to do, uh, wanting me to do a big event, a nine, uh, a nine event keynote speaking engagement. That's what it was. Not one, not two, not three, but nine different speaking engagements um, across about a five day period. It's quite a big job. Um, fantastic opportunity for me on many levels. When I asked the agent how they, they how they found me, how they came across me, they said, drum roll, every search they did around some keyword terms in regards to small business marketing, I kept on popping up. So they thought he must be doing something right. Plus, I've got some information on my websites about my speaking abilities around marketing, and the next thing I know, I get this fantastic engagement. I got it confirmed just before I hit the record button, so I'm very excited about that. I'm telling you that because I am going to continue to beat the drum of creating rich, useful content for your prospects, okay? I can't stop beating it. It is so important. Think of yourself as a publisher of good quality information, and you should be able to finish that sentence by now because I've said it enough, and not a pusher of sales messages. We've all been guilty of the big hard sell. Um, Instead, create good quality information. Go back to some of the past episodes. Go back to the Andrew Griffiths episode about how to create killer content. Um, 
go back to the interview I did with um, Lloyd from Big Richard Condoms and hear about video marketing as, as great content. But create content, guys. That is the message, absolutely. So very excited about that. Uh, I'll report more on how that event, those nine speaking engagements go uh, once they're underway. And if you are uh, from um, a large company or speakers bureau and you are looking for a marketing speaker, then contact me, tim at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Love to talk to you. So now we are brought to you by the very good folks at Net Registry. Guys, if you need to get yourself sorted online, please, please visit netregistry.com.au or go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and click on their banner. They, 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 they do everything. It is the complete toolbox of websites, domains, pay-per-click advertising, SEO, um, you know, website design, website development, you know, you name it, guys, it's a one-stop shop and you can't go wrong. And I know many of you struggle with that a whole online marketing approach. Get it right because then you'll get found, just like I did with that Speakers Bureau I mentioned before. Net Registry have got $12.50.com.au domain names at the moment. And even when they're not on sale, they're like 17 bucks cheap. Love that. And you get a subscription to their fantastic net magazine, for which I write an opinion piece each month. All right, guys, I've got a listener question from, let me go to that, from Mike. Mike Meyer. Is that the guy on, um, what's that film, uh, Austin, uh, Austin Powers, Mike Meyer? Uh, maybe it's him. Um, Mike is from BenefitHoudini.com, and he asks a beautifully simple question. Mike's question is, what do you think are the three to five best ways to raise awareness of your business on a shoestring budget, e.g. join LinkedIn groups, etc.? Mike, it's a great question and, you know, the first thing I would suggest is go through every uh, episode of Small Business Big Marketing. There is just marketing gold sitting there. The Every interview I do, my guest always delivers an absolute gem that I think, my God, that, that didn't cost anything to do. It's just a great marketing idea that required them to roll their sleeves up and do it. So let me give you some examples. Go back to episode 99, Kim Illman from Messages on Hold and learn about ambush marketing, all right? How to ambush events with your logo, events that get massive TV coverage. I mean, Kim, I know, Mike, you're in the States. Kim's, we're in Australia. Kim bombs, if you like, not a, probably the best term to use, but marketing bombs his brand into a events like the Melbourne Cup and AFL Grand Finals, and he gets massive TV coverage. Um, there's even a video on YouTube of him getting the Messages on Hold logo uh, during Kathy Freeman's amazing 200-metre final at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. So Ambush Marketing, episode 99, take a listen, Mike. Number two on how to raise awareness on a shoestring. And, and by the way, let's remind ourselves what awareness is. Awareness is just getting your brand name known, your business name known, okay? That's at that very high level. Number two, make yourself known in a micro niche that is an inch wide and a mile deep. So identify a niche within your entire prospect group and go to work getting known. Network online and offline with those people in that niche. Seek speaking engagements with people in that niche, you know, at chambers of commerce or events that they're putting on, expos that they're putting on. Get a list of prospects in that niche, right? and go after them that way. Um, joint venture with others that target that niche. So find other businesses that are also after that niche and do joint ventures where you package something up that's of real value 
to prospects in that niche. Um, and also go to events that that, 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 that niche, the industry that um, I guess owns that niche puts on and go to those events, look for speaking opportunities, network opportunities. Maybe there's the opportunity to put a, have a stand there. But over time, Mike, you'll get known to that niche. Okay, number three ways, no, the third way of getting awareness on a shoestring budget, create news. Create news. You know, you've heard, you've probably heard it before, but, you know, Radio stations, TV stations, press, print, podcasters, we're all looking for news. We've got space to fill. Newspapers have got column centimetres to, to fill. TV has got screen space to fill. Radio and podcasters, we've got to fill the airwaves. So create news and then blog about it. Send a press release out on PR Web. Identify influential journalists and give them the news, maybe offer it to them as an exclusive, but create news in your niche and make it newsworthy, you know, and make it not about you. Maybe make it a research study you've done, um, a new finding, a new technique, something that's really newsworthy and worth reporting. Um, you know, even challenge the status quo. Certainly, journos love that. Number four way of creating awareness. Hey, got to tell you, podcasting is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. So podcast, all right? Get a podcast. It's cheap. doesn't have to cost a lot of dough. Yes, there's things you've got to do, and I'm putting something together that's going to help small businesses get their own show. So I'm imagining mm, possibly in my next show, maybe the one after, uh, next episode, or maybe the one after, I'll be able to talk to you more about that. Suffice to say that getting your own show, oh my God, OMG, very, very powerful way of raising awareness around both your personal brand and your business. Fifth way of getting awareness, building awareness around your business, get on the blower. Get on the phone, Mike. Go back to episode 86 of Small Business Big Marketing. Have a, have a listen to Daniel Archow from Service Central. He talks about making 600 phone calls to tradespeople to convince them to come across into his online business, to list in his online business. He literally rolled up the sleeves and got stuff done. And that's the thing. When you've got a modest budget, you've got no dough, but you've got time. You can't not have both, all right? If you're going to say, I've got no money, then you've got to say you've got time. So roll up the sleeves, pick up the phone and start calling people and just telling them about what it is you've got to offer. And remember, they're interested in them, not you. So make whatever you have to say relevant to them, Benefit Driven. Hey, Mike from Houdini, uh, from BenefitHoudini.com, thanks, mate. I know you've been listening to the show for a long time. I know you send me great articles every now and then, so I really appreciate your support, and I hope those little gems helped you build awareness. If they did, let us know. All right, guys, let's get stuck into today's guest, who is Eugene Tan from Aquabumps. Now, this is a great story. So in 1999, Eugene was a frustrated creative director, and he decided to combine his three passions. So there's lesson number one, do what you love. Photography, surfing, and the web were Eugene's passions. So what he used to do is go down to Bondi Beach every morning and take a photo and send it to his mates who were working in office in, in offices for a bit of a break. And then his mates started sharing these photos and the daily updates started flowing more consistently and the first handful of friends became thousands of friends logging onto Eugene's website from all over the world. 
Now he's got 58,000 followers on Facebook. He's got a gallery in, on Bondi Beach's main strip. He's got – he does um, commercial photography shoots or he, he, he chooses sometimes to do them and sometimes not to because he may be too busy taking photos and selling them online. He gets flown to um, – beach resorts all around the world because they want him taking photos of their beach to put on his website. Um, it's a great story. He's, a, he's got additional revenue models of like advertising on his website. He's done a book. It's just a fantastic story of living your dream. He's a great fellow. One of my listeners suggested I contact him and for an interview. So thank you to whoever that was. It was a number of months ago now. So go and whack the boardies on, the thongs, a bit of slip slop slap sunscreen, a bit of Hawaii music in the background and enjoy this interview because it is a wonderful story of living your passion. Eugene Tan, welcome to Small Business Big Marketing. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on the show. You mind if I call you huge? You can call me huge. Most people have called me huge since I was a very small child. So, Beautiful. and we're in Australia where everything has to be um, shortened. So, no problem at all. Well, we either have to shorten or lengthen. Like my name's well, actually my name's Timothy, but I get Tim, but then I get Timbo. So, you know, I thought just, Reedy, Reedy, Reedos. Also, <laughs> my nickname at school. Here we go. New one for the listeners. My nickname at school was Rocky. Yeah. Are you fit? What's that? Good. Good fighter. <laughs> I wasn't actually. <laughs> Maybe the reason. <laughs> hey, huge. Now, um, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, uh, first question: What's the strangest thing you've photographed since starting in 1999? <laughs> I've photographed a lot of strange things. Uh, being at Bondi Beach, things tend to happen down there because it's such a popular city beach. Um, strange things. Uh, nude. People. Uh, One morning I rocked up. People like to get nude in summer down at Bondi Beach. I saw a pyramid of nude people. It was about 10 guys. You know, they made a human pyramid. They were on their hands and knees. And there was a girl nude on the top. That was probably the strangest thing. I tried to take some shots of it. I was doing it, shooting a car down the beach that morning, would you believe? And it was just a bit dark and I didn't think I'd put the headlights and, on. And, and, and a little bit awkward. I mean, you know, here you're rolling up, yeah. you know, shooting away at this nude pyramid. <laughs> Who's this guy? And it's normally on a Monday morning because of all big weekends and, you know. You would see a lot, I imagine. You could well. There's a whole book in stuff that you would see. I know you've already got a book. Uh, you've published yeah. on on beautiful photographs. But there's probably another book in kind of the weird, yeah, the quirky things. Yeah, it's just yeah. all the tourists. They're actually very amusing because it's a party town in summer here. Yeah, yeah, I bet it is. So, mate, Aqua Bumps. As um, a listener suggested, I get in contact with you. It'd be a great interview. Interesting story. How did Aqua Bumps start? Well, it started by a passion, you know. A passion for surfing and photography. Yep. Um, and if someone's just opening a garage door next yeah, to me. Clearly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I've always been obviously a surfer, a beach person, and um, you know, really into photography. From about the age of nine years old, I've taken photographs, um, black and white photographs in a dark room. Um, I've, it's a combination of that. And I worked in online for 10 years in a digital agency. So blending all that together is how Aquabumps came into fruition. So did, um, did you at some point get jack of the corporate life and, and actually ask yourself, how can I spend more time outside? Or was it just by default that that's what you ended up doing? 
Well, I, I got jack of it, basically. Going to the city, I lived on the beach, going to the city, you know, away from the beach was killing me. I was thinking, geez, you know, I live right across the road and I bet spend very little time in the beach because I'm always working. I had a busy job. I was a creative director at a digital agency. It, you know, it was a 12 to 14 hour a day job. I sat in a cubicle, no view. Um, but I had this little thing on the back burner, you know, taking photos in the morning, emailing to a few friends. Those 50 friends turned into 40,000 or more today. Um, and, you know, when it, it reached a critical point where I did the leap from corporate huge to Aquabumps huge yeah. you know, about eight years ago. It, it, it's kind of ironic because, you know, I was, I was actually thinking as I was preparing um, some of the questions I wanted to ask you, it's like, who do you appeal to? Because who, who is your, your, I call them your best mates, that group of people who have the highest propensity to want to buy from you. And it's like, I reckon, and, and you tell me, but I reckon clearly there's the surfers and locals around Bondi, but that's a small group. Then you've got the, um, the, the, the office workers who what you provide is a little injection of escapism every morning via email. Yeah. Um, but then you've got people, it? what's that? Yeah, sorry, you want to know who it is? It's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a wide selection of people. We have a few different categories that we target. Yep. The, the smallest one would be tourists. Yep. Um, we're in the Lonely Planet. We're ranked number three in the Lonely Planet for the best site to see in Sydney after the Opera House and the, and the Harbour Bridge. Are you really? Yeah. I so don't know. Hang on. You, um, you as in Bondi Beach or, or the <coughs> business? Aquabumps Gallery. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I think we're the only retail business in the top 100. That's massive. Uh, yeah, I don't know what, who likes us out there, but they really do like us. Yep. But that, So the first group of tourists, um, they drop by. The, everyone comes to Bondi Beach when they visit Sydney, you know, being only eight kilometres from the city. Yep. It's really accessible. Um, they'll drop by and they'll, you know, pick up a memento. Yep. Um, the second group of buyers is... Someone has a blank wall at home. They're generally first-time art buyer. Yep. They want something about, you know, 1.2 metres or bigger, so a substantial piece. Um, they then, they'll come in a few times. Um, they'll bring their partner in. Um, they're generally east suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so a- do you market differently to these people or is there just kind of one communication that goes out uh, each time you've got something to say? It's one. It's, it's really the daily email that's yeah. the marketing and the social feeds, which is Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, yeah, and it's it's just awareness. You know what I mean? We just punch out a little escape for them, and they just wear it top of mind every day because it's a daily thing. Tell me about the point where it um. So you you in 1999 you're going down, snapping off a photograph of Bondi every morning, sending it to a few mates. Um, at what point did it get traction? Can you remember the point where you've gone, oh, hang on, this is this is getting big? I think it was when I did the leap from corporate to doing it full time. I guess, you know, just the amount of like interest in it, emails, phone calls about it. I remember thinking, you know, there's something in this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the business model is because I didn't have a gallery then mm. and I barely sold advertising. So it didn't generate any income. So this is about eight years ago. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, there's something in this. I should give it a go. And it kind of unfolded naturally um, with a gallery and advertising stream, income stream. 
There's a there's a, a previous guest of mine um, who's into entrepreneurism, uh, Glenn Carlson. He came on. He talked about this concept of leaning in, and it's actually it's I think it's probably a surf or a skating term where you, you know when you lean into something, you get grip, you get traction, and 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 great things happen. Um, it sounds to me like when you committed to going, okay. I'm leaving a good-paying, cushy corporate job and I'm going to take that leap and, and lean in to aqua bumps, then things really started to happen. Is that fair? Oh, totally. Um, I also believe in a recognition cycle. So, you know, you post stuff on a public forum, the internet, people go, wow, that's really good. It feeds you to go out and, you know, push your, push your photography into better places and uh, do more interesting things and build your business. Yep. So I do think people's feedback and recognition really feeds it as well. Just let me understand the recognition cycle a bit more. So are you saying that that helps you in terms of that's, that feeds you, gets you, gives you feedback and allows you to do more? It, well, because we live in such a social media time, I guess, yep. you, know, people, you, you know what people think of a photo. So I publish a shot. The other day, I published a shot from a helicopter in Broome. Wipe the camels on. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you about that. God, I reckon that would have got a lot of traction. But, you know, it had like, you know, 1,500 likes within an hour, this camel photo. Yep. Um, people going, that's the best photo I've you know, seen in a long time. Mm. It then gives me good feedback going, this is probably going to sell in the gallery. But it also feeds me motivation-wise because I've got this audience that want to see a picture from me every day. It drives me to wake up at 5 o'clock the next day and get back out there. Yep. So... Because it's such an interesting time where people have access to you and can give you feedback so easily, it's, you know, it's that recognition that can really form your business, I think. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, tell me, you've, you've, uh, it starts to get traction um, and you go, oh, I think I might get a gallery. It's interesting, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed the guys from the Little Veggie Patch Company and they too started off as an online business and at, some, at, at the point in time, um, actually pretty quickly opened up an edible garden nursery uh, as a retail out for them, which, you know, it's the most expensive thing you can do really, isn't it? But um, yeah. why did you do it? And, and well, I think I know the answer. And has it paid dividend? Yeah, the gallery, um, the gallery does well. We, that's our core business. Um, to be perfectly honest, it's all by accident, all this sort of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I don't have a... Strategic have, accident. Yeah, I don't have this big strategic marketing and uh, business plan. I kind of go by gut feel on everything. That's really important to me. It just got to feel right. So then a mate of mine had a retail space in Bondi. It was about 20 square metres. He wanted $450 a week for it. He rang me and said, mate, do you want this space? You might make it into a gallery or something like that. And I was like, well, you know, I, I used to sell a few pictures off my office floor. Yep. So um, that's how I and, – and online, I, you know. And I was like, man, maybe that'll work. Um, I'll give it a crack. You know? And he was like, you know, if it doesn't work, just make it into your office. It's on Bondi Beach. Oh, and, I'm guessing uh, it's not 450 bucks a week still. <laughs> no, it's tiny space. <laughs> See, it was the smallest shop you've ever seen. Right. It was a little white cupboard. And it was a good test, you know. So there's nothing kind of like it I couldn't find back in that day, you know. In Australia, really, I couldn't find anything like it. So I opened a little shop with a beach landscapes and wave uh, in the, you know, kind of wave shots. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did, you know, we opened the doors and the day one it was a success. So 
haven't really looked back since then. Tell me about um, that gut feel thing really interests me. Um, and I get a lot of emails from listeners. I also get a lot of emails asking, you know, how to, how to work with me. And one of the, I got one the other day saying, you know, can you help me with a marketing plan? And you know what? As a marketing guy, I'm not into marketing plans. You know, no. I, I, I too, and, and I, I don't know whether that's right or wrong. It's right for me. You know, I, I sort of internally refer to myself as an emotional marketer. I do what feels <laughs> right. You know, um, you too. So, so the gut feel. I mean, taking well, there wasn't a lot of downside to four hundred and fifty dollars a week rental on a, on a shop in Bondi. But you know, obviously, you make all your business decisions around gut feel. Can you explain that a bit more? Yeah, um, I've got. I run a really basic business kind of rules that I, or I guess theory that I follow, and like one of them is, I don't work with people I don't like, um, and that's because it, it. I just find it a struggle, and you won't get the best result. Um, I won't work with brands I don't use. I won't endorse a brand that I don't use. So we've got corporate partners on our website, mm. Canon Cameras. So I've used Canon Cameras for gosh, a long time, you know, 15, 20 years. So we've got a partnership with them. So, But I wouldn't partner with them unless, you know, I actually use their products. Um, you know, Land Rover cars. I love the discovery. I've driven one most of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, you know, they're, they're good. They're very genuine endorsements and that's that gut feel where, you know, you just don't, you know, if it's, if it's a good fit with my life, um, you know, it'll work together well. Um, what if um, you back to that one about, um, you, you don't work with people you don't like, and I've heard that, um, many times before. Um, how do you determine that? Do you spend time getting to know someone before doing business with them? See, that's a, you know, you kind of know within a few minutes with yeah. dealing with someone, I reckon. And it's a hard thing to explain, you know. Um, you, you can kind of tell if you're going to get along with you've got a bit of rhythm together, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's basically... You can sum it up in a few few minutes, I reckon. Yeah, well, there's actually a book, Malcolm. I don't know whether you've written. Uh, written. Tipping I don't know whether point. you've. Yeah, uh, well, it's actually the same guy, Malcolm Gladwell, but it's called Blink, um, oh, yeah, and yeah. it's the book after Tipping Point. And the and the whole premise of Blink was within a split second, not minutes, within a split second, you know whether someone or something is right or wrong. Yeah. You know, uh, which is got which is effectively gut feel. You know. Yeah. So um, people come to us with ideas now and, you know, how about we do this together? You kind of get a gut feel off them, you know. You go, yeah, I really you know, I like you. You're, you're going to be good to deal with. Yep. And then you listen to their proposal and you go, yep, yeah, this, you know, it, ticks, it feels good inside. Let's do it. Now, just talking about aqua bumps in terms of commercialising it, you, you sell photos on, um, online, uh, yep. various size prints, various types of prints. You have a gallery. You yep. sell advertising uh, on your website. You've got some sponsors. Are they your four revenue streams? Correct. Great. And tell me, can you split them percentage-wise? Gallery would be about 60 to 70% at the moment. Wow. We ship overseas. We ship all over the world. Yep. Uh, um, I did an exhibition this year in Singapore, so we're trying to push overseas a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, with... We do also take photos for um, like tourist bodies. So say, for example, I go to New Zealand for a week to blog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we do 
sell photographic services as well, but very little. I don't really do much advertising photography, which we get a lot of offers for. Yep. Um, so that would bore the pants off you, wouldn't it? Yeah, but you should see that we get amazing offers, mm. you know, like Qantas and stuff like that. But I'm just – it's the whole client, you know – Game of assistance, lighting, real yep. setup shots. They just don't do it for me. No. I, I like the spontaneity, work fast, swimming, you know, doing interesting things like that. Um, and no brief, just basically shoot whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, there, there are income streams. The, the sponsorship and advertising isn't a big one, um, but it works really well when the gallery's quiet because mm-hmm. they're generally so the gallery's busy over summer you know, including peak December, Jan, and advertising's very quiet then. Yep. And then advertising's, you know, good in June, July, which are traditionally bad retail months. So it's a good for cash flow to balance it out. I'm, I'm amazed that uh, retail is so high. I mean, in one sense, it makes sense, but the op- retail, you can strict by, by geographical boundaries, you know, um, whereas you, online, clearly there's massive growth for you uh, in building that online business. Oh, yeah, and we, you know, like I spend a lot of money on developing my online process, so mm-hmm. the e-commerce process. So, you know, there's things like um, it took me about six months to do the shopping cart that we have installed at the moment. Why you so know, it's long? Got, um, it's got freight calculators for the whole world. Um, you know, we've got so many, they're big things. So say if you buy a 1.8-metre print from us, you know, it's a 50-kilo crate. Um, try and get that to Poland and work out how much it's going to cost. Um, you know, and we've done that, exactly that. So I, I, I interviewed on a side. I've interviewed Brian Singer from Rip Curl, and uh, he's got a shop in Kazakhstan. So there is a big need for in that kind of Eastern European countries. You know, Poland, Kazakhstan. There's big surf. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's not just. So my market's not just surfers, by the way. A lot of them don't surf. They mm. just have an appreciation for the beach. Yeah. And you'll notice that when the surf's good on my website, there's a lot of surfing. When it's not, it's general beach. Yeah. And yeah. Then, you know, most of Australia live by the beach, and everyone loves Australian beach. We've got a great lifestyle, so people kind of connect with it that way. Yep. So, so Eug, you've got. Um, and by the way, listeners, speaking to Eugene Tan from Aqua Bumps, uh, go and check his website out at aquabumps.com.au. I'll put it in the show notes. Huge. You've got a you've got a good life. You're off to the beach. You're off to Bondi Beach every morning, taking photographs, uploading them to the website. You know, it, it's all good. You've got some good revenue streams happening, but it's a business. So, what's that? Yeah, so go on. So there's lots going on. What, what do you find, what, what keeps you up at night or what, what do you find difficult about the Aquabums business? We're growing fast. Um, we've got the usual growing pains of a small business, um, which keeps me up at night, I guess, is the, you know, is the admin. Yep. Crikey, you know, I spend probably 10% of my day taking photographs, 90%. Admin, sales, phone calls, interviews. Wow, interviews. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're good. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're essential, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, our marketing is PR, basically. Yep. So we, you know, um, we spend a lot of time on it. What do you mean that by that? Because um, that's like doing, saying doing interviews, ma- being in, being in the Singapore yeah. Airlines in-flight magazine this month. Um, what else are we up to this week? Crikey, um, there's a couple of TV things. There's so, uh, so do you, what percent, I, I chased you, um, but do you generally, w- w- are you chasing down publicity? Oh, or, right, no. Or, 
We're huh? just managing it. So we're probably going to inquire a day. Yep. So, um, uh, and I have Debbie, who you've been in touch with, to Incredibly manage this process. Debbie. Yep. Um, to qualify because there's a hell of a lot of publications out there now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got a bit of a sea change story, which a lot of people uh, like, I guess. Absolutely. So, you know, well, we dedicate a lot of time to the PR. and That's the nerve uh, you touch. The, the nerve media. you touch is escapism. Exactly. Big time. Big time. So, but, so that's good. So you, ch- you chase the PR, you filter it, and, and effectively, I mean, outside of putting a, putting a rate to your time to do that PR, uh, marketing isn't costing you a lot of dough. No, well, in terms of, I mean, my, I classify marketing as actually doing the blogging, the free because it's free, everything, mm. all the content's free, and the social media. I mean, that can be about yeah. six to seven hours a day. Really? Um, um, oh yeah. Shooting you- takes about two, one and a half, two hours. Uploading's about one and a half. Facebook, you got to comment. I try and get back to as many questions as I can. So you're doing it all. You, Eugene Tan is yeah. doing all the Facebook, <laughs> all, all the whatever else. You've what, what, you got Instagram going on. you got Instagram Facebook. going, Facebook. They're our main ones. Mate, you've got to be all over Pinterest, surely. Yeah, yeah. I, Not I yet. got hot on Pinterest. I'm super hot on Instagram, as in, you know, I'm really, my focus is on it. You just grow so fast on there. Tell me about that. Uh, you're the first guest to come on and say Instagram is, is, a, is a great channel. What do you, how, what, how do you use it? What do you do with it? I put random, I put probably a shot taken that day on there mm-hmm. in the morning. I'd probably put three to four shots on there during the day. Uh, just random shots from my archive. Yep. It, it creates a lot of awareness. Um, Instagram, I feel like you've got them captivated. They're not distracted with too much stuff. You know, they're probably sitting on a bus or waiting for Buster a coffee. Bu- Buster Bondi. Buster Bondi. Hello, Hello Midnight Oil, great song. Yeah, you've got them, you know, you've, and, and they're really engaging. So we've got only got like 4,000 people on Instagram. We've only been doing it a few weeks. But they, you know, we can get like 400 likes on a shot. Yeah, right. Now that's that's a big percentage, so they're really engaged. No, I'd be interested, um, it'd be really interesting to test Pinterest because, you know, they're similar beasts in the sense that they're very visual kind of social channels. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah I guess that's – you've hit, hit it on the head there. You know, it, it is just about photos. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if, you, if 10 years ago if you told me I could get a free app that's going to deliver to a network of millions of people oh, – no. You know, I'll just be going, there's no way they'll give that away for free. That but that's, how, that's exactly how I feel about podcasting. I mean, seven years ago when I tripped over podcasting, I've gone, hang on, you mean any business? And I was working in advertising at the time too. Uh, well, actually, yes, I was, yeah, back then, uh, just finishing my advertising career and I knew what things were being were – co- I knew what things cost. Um, to get your own show – a small business, any business to have their own show is amazing. Likewise for you, you know, the ability to have a distribution channel that sends it out to thousands, if not tens of thousands, it's incredible. Well, I mean, picture this. So it's the year's 1999. There's no Flickr, Facebook, no social channels. I worked in a digital agency. They made an email bulk engine in the 90s for a big law firm. They paid, I think, a lot. Four or five hundred thousand uh, yeah. to send emails to a group of people, right? So then, you know, I worked on the interface for it, and I was like, "Geez, this is interesting. Maybe I'll start punching out some pictures from the beach." Yeah, and I yeah. asked the boss, "Can I copy the 
copy the software and uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, just if, you know, commercial, no problem. Um, you know, so for, to get, you, you couldn't describe to an online hosted solution then you had to have the actual software on a server. It took, you know, eight months to develop for mm-hmm. a team of people. So this was pretty cutting edge stuff. So to get into the market of sending email newsletters in the 90s, you know, you needed a few hundred grand. This is now the- you can get it for free. Absolutely. The marketing world has changed and there's no such thing as a free lunch. You either pay or you invest hours. What you're doing is investing, I'm surprised it's six to seven hours a day, but clearly you're getting the returns for that. And, um, you know, it's not costing you a lot of, uh, it's not affecting cash flow, if you like. Well, I mean, you know, I don't have to be on the floor selling all day Mm. and I've got a team of people that do that. So for me, it's, you know, it's a combination of I like doing it. I Mm. really like doing the social channels and the interaction with the audience. Yep. Um, And, you know, it's again, it's that recognition that feeds me to go back out tomorrow at 5 a.m. in the freezing cold cold and jump in the water and shoot with my camera. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's the bit I do enjoy... um, doing it so I wouldn't do it otherwise but uh, I'd like to be shooting a lot more. Would you? Is that going to yeah. happen? So with your growth pains is what, what, what is the growth pain? Is it finding the right people to fill some of those gaps so you can get out yeah. more? It is. It's always it is. people. It's, it's managing um, all the other aspects of the business that don't interest me. Um, accountancy, bookkeeping. I mean I've got people all in place now to do all this yep. and the team is getting a lot more experienced. And how, how many on staff? Six. Right. Uh, there's about four full-timers now. And, yeah, there's four full-timers. There's about – actually, a bit more. There's probably about four contract, sub, you know, um, part-timers. Yep. But there's a whole – I've got people for everything, for IT, for e-commerce, you know, and you just pull them in and out when you need them. Now, now Huge, um, you, um, you clearly won't be referring to your marketing plan to answer this question, but what, what does Aquabumps look like in, I'm going to say, five years' time, which is a ridiculously long amount of time? Yeah, that uh, is a long time. It's ridiculous. But, but what, is, is there a kind of vision or do you just you want to keep taking shots at Bondi before sunrise? Well, I mean, there's a, quite a few projects in between now and five years. You know, um, we're working on a book, which is going to be summarised the last kind of decade of Aquabumps yeah. at the moment. We've already released the first book, which was a great success. Um, but in terms of the actual business, what's it going to look like? Um, I can see the future is this travel. We, mm-hmm. So Aquabumps is not just Bondi in the morning. It's all over the place. Yeah, right. Um, We've been doing a pretty good job of that lately, the last couple of years. A lot of people invite us to their place, you know, like yeah, uh, their country, the tourist bodies. Yep. So, which is which is awesome. I mean, you never would have thought that bloggers would have that kind of cred before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think growing the business, more galleries. Yep. Uh, which is pretty obvious. So, I mean, we're a destination. People come from everywhere to come see us in Bondi, but it would make it a lot. I want to see you knock the Harbour Bridge and the Sydney Opera House off positions one and two in the Lonely Planet Guide. That would be massive. (laughs) I'll give it a fair go. (laughs) I'll give it a go. Hey, last question. Eugene, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I always like to um, hear uh, what famous people you've met in your travels, and um, you more than many are probably going to have a list as long as your arm to to reel off. But... um, uh, who's the most famous person you've met on your travels along Bondi? The most famous. Um, 
would have to be, well, maybe it's a bit more interesting if the people that have my stuff, like Elton John's got some of my artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, Zuckerberg's got one of my books. Nice. Uh, how, did, did either of them contact you directly or was it one of their Dobermans? Elton John came through a concierge service at when he was here. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, like Sarah Murdoch just bought something the other day, Jennifer Hawkins, all these people come in and buy artwork, yep. which is interesting. And in the morning you don't generally see. Uh, no much early. Bit early. Bit early for the rich and famous to be out walking along Bondi. He's always down the beach. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Huge, uh, thanks so much for being a part of Small Business Big Marketing, mate. It's a, it's a great story. Uh, it's an enviable story. I'm sorry to hear that you're not out in the water more than, you know, uh, more than more than you want to be or as much as you'd want to be, I should say. But yeah, uh, I'm sure that'll come. Thanks for having me on the show. Good on you, mate. See you, Tim. See ya. I do love it when I speak to someone who is living the dream, who just has followed their passion. Uh, Clearly, Eugene loves what he does. Clearly, it's working for him on so many levels, not just business, but he's got a great lifestyle and he's just having a good time. One of the things that occurred to me in that interview is that whole concept of saying no, you know, saying no to Qantas, you know, when they want, want him to go and do a commercial photography job. I mean, that takes guts. That takes guts. But in saying no, it opens your opportunities up to things that you really want to say yes to. So um, I myself find it hard to say no, but I know that when I do practice it, it does work. So I encourage you maybe to um, have a go at saying no as well. Um, I'd love to know what lessons you took from that interview with Eugene. If you go to the show notes, smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, episode 101, and just leave me your thoughts. What did you love about it? What um, what are you going to apply from what Eugene shared? Uh, Would love to hear. Uh, Next week, episode 102, Andy Griffiths back in the studio, back in the hood, is going to join us to talk all things small business with me. We've got a name for those episodes and I will reveal that next week, just having the jingle produced as we speak uh, and really looking forward to um, having Andy back in front of the mic and batting out some, some fun marketing and business stuff. Until then, thanks so much for being part of the Small Business Big Marketing Tribe. I love having you here. Uh, love to hear what your thoughts are. So don't forget to visit the website or come and join us on Facebook. Until then, until next week, may your marketing be good marketing. See ya. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.